What's up, everyone? Mark Lobliner, TigerFitness.com. Abs are made in the kitchen. Nope, nope. <laughs> Maybe testicles are made in the kitchen when Liver King's uh, making up his little raw testicle mixture. But other than that, abs are not made in the kitchen. Abs might, might help reveal your abs in the kitchen, but literally everyone has abs. We don't need to make abs. We need to make them show. So I'm going to in this video some fallacies. I'm going to go over how to train your abs, um, what rep scheme, what set scheme, how many times per week. And, you know, I'm going to just kind of give you a guideline to how to maximize your ab training. Now, many people don't train abs. Many people who do very compound movements, compound lifts, let's say people who do a lot of overhead pressing, sorry, excuse me, overhead pressing, a lot of deadlifting, a lot of things like that, they're going to they're going to really activate their core. So a lot of times our athletes, rather than wasting time on doing weighted sit-ups, we're going to spend more time doing those compound movements. And if we're going to spend time doing abdominals, we're going to work rotational. Because if you think about every sport from baseball to golf, to football, to boxing, it's all in that transfer of force from your feet to your upper body. Whether you're hitting someone in football, you hit them from your feet up, boom. Okay, hitting a baseball, boom, you twist the hips. So I'm going to work on rotational. That's for athletes, right? But let's say you're just a guy like me. You're a dad bod and you want to have some nice abs. So when you go to the cookout, you know, at your friend Bob's house and Bob's grilling up the burgers, Bob's got an apron on and he's got a big old gut sticking out. You take off your shirt and Bob's wife wants to have sex with you. I think that's where all of us stand at my age at this point. So, I mean, I have no plans on competing anymore. I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but like, I, I'm not saying I never will, but like at this point, I just want to be healthy. I want to be fit and I, I want to be able to play with my kids. And I think I've been able to do that and compete. And that's probably why I'm not the greatest competitor because I prioritize my lifestyle over the stage. And that's when it's like, okay, I've competed as a pro and you know, I've, I've got a pro card. Obviously you need that to compete as a pro. I'm, what more am I going to do? try to get top 10? Like that's a horrible mindset. Like I hope I only lose to nine people today what so um yeah that's where i'm at so i'm i'm thinking like y'all man most people watch this channel who watch our you know who watch any of my social media uh, very few people compete at least who follow the advice a lot of my friends watch it but i mean this works for competitors as well it works for anybody looking to get abs the iry bar was created for my kids my kids need a snack to eat during soccer tournaments and also i wanted a bar for myself eat pre-workout, post-workout, and also throughout the day. You want your Outright Bars right now. That's why we have a partnership going with The Vitamin Shop to make sure that we're in all 750 plus locations, providing the best price, the best service, the best people to give you the Outright Bar when and where you need it. Okay, number one is that ab training will not make your waist smaller. Your waist is bone structure. You're not going to crunch your way into a smaller waist. However, if you're leaner, you have less fat, it'll obviously be smaller. But if you build muscle, it'll make it a little bit thicker. And that's not a bad thing. And I'll explain that in a second. Because abdominals, if you're lean, I've never seen anybody destroy their physique by having too thick of abs. In fact, I've seen the opposite where people can get really, really lean and you barely see their abs because they just don't have much muscle there. And that's where we're going to address there. A lot of the times, the people who don't have much, I've never seen a power lifter who lifts heavy squats, heavy deadlifts, and sometimes heavy overhead press with underdeveloped ab muscles. 
when they lose weight, they might have a thicker waist, usually genetic. A lot of these guys just have thicker waists, you know, not necessarily like from, um, from, from, from ab training, but generally they're just, you know, genetically have thicker waist. That's why they went into powerlifting. They have those joints that sustain all the weight that they put on their back. Like I put all the weight on my back. I'm like, Oh, my tiny waist. It's one of the things that got me great in bodybuilding really hindered me in sports and in powerlifting in football. That's the reason my knees gave out is I have very small joints. Like I have girl wrists, dude. Like I can literally fit into my wife's watches. Um, and that's the thing. Like when you're taking a, a penis pic for someone on Instagram, like in the DMS, always wear a woman's watch. Cause relatively speaking, they'll think it's a men's watch. Your junk will look much bigger. Not that I've done that once or twice or three times, but I'm sending it to my wife. So why would I do that? Like she already knows the truth. She's seen it like three times with three kids. And that's about the only times we've ever done it. So, I mean, we're very functional in our sex, but speaking of abs, functional abs, back to the topic. So, I mean, if you look at abdominal training, look at, I've never seen a power lifter with undeveloped abs. I've never seen it. If you've seen it, comment down below. I've never seen, it. I've never seen a power lifter. You're like, man, Woo, I lost all this weight and my abs won't show because I don't have any. No, it's usually they just, they, they don't have the willpower to get lean enough to show abs, which normally is around 12% body fat for many men. 12%, you're going to see some abs. Some be like, Ronnie Coleman was 1%. But no, he wasn't. Ronnie Coleman was like 6%, maybe 7 uh, He was just really big and had a lot of muscle. And if he was 1%, he'd be dead. Like Ronnie Coleman would not exist right now. He would have died. You need more than 1% to live. Sorry to hear that. But all the guys you think are like 4%, they're usually 7 or 8%. It's a lie. It's a body fat lie. But let's get beside that. So when you build abs, you're, you're building thicker, thicker, thicker uh, torso. It, it just is what it is. Now, abdominals are, are harder to grow for most. They don't have hypertrophy like quads or like chest. Well, except for some people have bad genetics for quads and chest. But, you know, they're, they're the kind of muscle that they, they grow slower and good but we can still build them. And that's a good thing. So if you're looking to build abs, look, there's no special technique. There's no eight minute abs. Um, frequency, I would say generally one to two times a week is optimal for a lot. If you're doing a lot of compound movements, I do consider that. I know a lot of people disagree with me on this, but if you're doing a lot of deadlift squats, I like to see you put abs in there focused at least once or twice a week just to get that extra core work. For me, I like to do ab rollouts. I love those things. Um, the old ab wheel movement where you're coming out, like you're on your, you're, you're, you're coming out with it and then bring it back out and bring it back. I did them today. I love them. You could do it on an ab wheel. You do it with a barbell with the wheels on the side, just roll out, come back. Um, I love weighted sit-ups. Um, what you've noticed is I'm not talking about doing endless crunches. Generally, you're looking at pretty much any muscle group, how you train it. You train it one to two times a week, maybe three, three would be upper end. You can train it every day. I don't recommend it because like any other muscle, they need to heal and they need to recover. And that's why I like the one to two times a week. Generally two times a week is recommended. Um, as far as rep ranges, if you look at the hypertrophy studies, generally between five and let's say 30 reps would be it. But the key is to train it like any other muscle group where you're paying attention to how many reps you have in the tank. Um, you know, basically, so if you're doing a bench press and you want to gain muscle, are you going to be doing 50 reps with, with just the bar? No, you're, you're going to be putting 45 on the bar. If you get 12 reps too easy, you're going to put 45 and a 25 on each side. And then if you get 10 reps and you want to do 12, you're like, cool, I'm there. I can get 10 reps and, uh, you know, I want to get 12. Now I need to work harder so I get those 12 reps. 
So when I look at ab training, I want something that's going to challenge me. Ab rollouts, I don't need any weight. I can only do like eight of them. They're very difficult for me. I have a lot of weight in my torso. Maybe I don't have the strongest abs due to my surgeries I've had on my abdominals. But generally speaking, that's it. Um, decline sit-ups with a weight across your chest if you can handle it. Perfect form. Full range of motion. I want to see people go all the way down, get that extension, all the way up, right to where your body loses that tension. When you come up, you can just sit like this. You have no tension. So right where your body's like, all right, I'm good. Okay, I got that tension. It's the full tension. If I go higher, I lose the tension because a lot of these are weighted. Ab machines are great too. Hammer strength makes it good when you come down. Boom, hit it. Come up, extend all the way. Come down, boom, hit it. Come down, get a good contraction, get a good squeeze. I love planks. Ab training does help to achieve more endurance, your abdominal muscles, um, which might be beneficial for a lot of people. A lot of people get ab cramps when they run or when they train or when they do activity. So if you're one of those people, ab training can help mitigate that. I noticed that um, when I start training hard, when I do abs, I will cramp if I do them more often in my lower ab. Um, when I'm prepping, I do that a lot. My electrolytes are all off or my, I'll be taking a shit and like, oh, then you're trying to stretch out while not like getting poop on your, yourself. And it's, it's always, it's always an interesting process to go through. So I'm sending out a newsletter multiple times a week or even every day. It's going to have deals. It's going to have articles. It's going to have exclusive stuff from me. The algorithm has not been good to me on YouTube, on Instagram. I don't know why. Maybe it's something I said. But anyway, go to marklobo.com. It pops up. Put your email in there. That's all you have to do. You get all that stuff for free. But to surmise this, a diet. Let's get into diet. So what is diet? You know, why, why is diet important for abs? Well, everybody has abs. Literally everybody has abs. Everybody. So for those of you who have developed abs, which most of us do have abs developed enough to see, you're just going to have to get leaner. Now, the reason building abs or training abs like any other muscle, if I have no arms, right, if I have none of this and I lose weight, you know that guy, David Hogg, that anti-gun guy, I think it's David Hogg on Twitter. He like, he, he survived. He was at the Parkland, uh, um, the, the shootings. I'm not, I'm not, again, this isn't a political thing, but the one thing I noticed about that guy every time I see him is his arms are this big, right? So he's extremely lean, extremely lean, but all you see is nothing. You don't see any definition. You don't see anything because he has no muscle to speak of. Absolutely no muscle tissue in that arm. Yet you look at someone like, let's say Big Rami or Nick Walker or any bodybuilder, even on the amateur level with any muscle, when they lean out, you see, boom, you see stuff. Or even when they're fat, when they're fat, you still see it because there's muscle. So you can still see this. You can still see the little breakout, uh, the, the little separation here, right? You can see all that stuff. Even when you're not, like I'm not in contest shape, you can still see the definition of stuff. Why? Because I have muscle. So the more muscle you have, the more it'll show regardless of body fat. So instead of having to get down to eight to 9% to have your abs show, you'd be a little more lax with your diet. You can enjoy a little more cheesecake and ice cream and you'll still have your abs show. So the benefit to training abs is that you can have a weekend where you go out, you have fun with the boys, you gain a couple percent body fat and you're on the beach. 
and your abs are still showing even though you've gained five pounds of pure fat. But because your body fat is still within that 10 to 12 range or even 13, 14, I've seen dudes who have such good abs. Look at Eddie Hall. You can see his abs, and I would guess he was at 18 to 20% body fat. Why? Eddie Hall is the greatest deadlifter of my time, I think. 1,000-pound deadlift. So at the end of the day, you can see his abs even when he's what I would consider fat. I wouldn't be able to see my abs at 20%, right? Like, but he is because his abs are so gorgeous. Now, and then when you lose weight and you have thicker abs, oh, I'm trying to think, was it Gustavo Bedell, the bodybuilder in the early 2000s? I remember, was it Gustavo? It wasn't Gustavo. I'm, I'm blanking. But dude, this guy's abs, like you could grab it. Like right now, my abs, Arr! this guy's abs were so chiseled. You could like grab each one of them. So it gives it that beautiful, picturesque, abdominal look. It just builds the abs. It's not gonna, not gonna necessarily make you look bigger in shirts. You're not gonna look bloated. That's another issue. I already did a video on why bodybuilders have big stomachs. That was a shorts I did a week ago. But it's gonna give you a better defense. So I do recommend you train abs. Look, do you have to if you do powerlifting movements? You don't have to. You don't have to. But there's no problem with doing them. What do I recommend for ab training? I'm a little bit different because I'm more of an athletic movement kind of guy. And I like the endurance factor. So I want to see you train it like every other muscle group. So let's say you go in. Let's say you do three sets of five to 10 ab rollouts. And then do an extent. And then do another movement, which, which is more endurance-based. So do side planks, two sets each side for 30 seconds. So you do that endurance movement. Then the next workout, maybe you do decline, decline sit-ups, weighted. You have a 45-pound plate. You do three sets of eight reps. And then you go in and you do regular planks, you hold that shit for a minute. Now, when I say planks, a minute should kill you. Because when you're doing this plank, you're not just sitting there in the perfect form. No, no. I want you to squeeze your abs like you're taking a dump. Like you're pushing one out, I want you to squeeze them like you're pushing one out, flex them. And I want you to hold your butt cheeks so tight like you're trying to hold in a fart in science class. That's what I want to see from you. Anyway, abs are built, not necessarily in the kitchen. They're built in the gym, but you etch them out, you display them. They help get displayed in the kitchen. And there are supplements to help. If you are losing fat, you hold, at, you hold fat in your abdominals more. Yohimbine HCL, I did a full video on that. Yohimbine will help to liberate fat from areas with more of the alpha receptors. And that's the receptors that, well, basically in trouble areas are most predominant. So if you're in a caloric deficit and you're trying to lose fat, it's not going to make you lose more fat per se, but it'll help liberate fat. As you're losing fat, it'll, you know, it'll release the fat from those areas, so to speak, based on the studies I interpreted as such. You might disagree and that's fine. And you can stack with MTS Nutrition Drop Factor. I'll link that down below if you just want a little bit of help. But at the end of the day, nothing works unless you do. So I sell supplements for a living, but I also, if supplements work that good, I wouldn't have been at the gym this morning busting my ass. Nothing works unless you do what we provide. Simply helps you get to the end goal a little bit faster, a little bit more efficient, or maybe a little bit better. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. As for your supplements, go to tigerfitness.com. That's my website. That's how I pay my bills. That's how my employees pay their bills. And I really appreciate you guys watching. Thank you so much. That's not a game.
I used to have to go through dozens of bottles of vitamins, of supplements, just to get what I need. Look, I'm busy. I'm running multiple businesses. I'm coaching. I'm a professional bodybuilder getting ready for my first pro show. I don't have time to sit there and do all that. I got to go. I'm on the go all the time. That is why I created MTS Nutrition Immortal. Here's how they look. This all it takes, this replaces dozens of bottles of supplements. So let me tell you exactly what this has. It has probiotics, greens, liver detox, joint support, cardiovascular support, and the most complete multivitamin, multi-mineral supplement ever created. If you have a busy life or you simply want more time to do the things you love and be able to travel by just taking one simple little pack with you, Immortals for you.